You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Good morning, everybody. Good it is indeed. to the show. Sorry we forgot your birthday. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a big disappointment. I'm sorry. Well, I, see, now I get to milk the fact that you forgot my birthday for a year. Well, no, we're mm-hmm. not going to give you anything else. Yeah, we, I wasn't going to give you anything in the first place. Well, I'm going to have a pity party. <laughs> I we didn't you. forget Dan's birthday. I want to point that <sighs> out. Super fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome, Derek, to the podcast. Derek Tolls. Derek Towles. Ladies and gentlemen. Derek, yep, yep. Derek Tolls. Towles. Long long time listener. First time caller. First time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we had some adventures over the weekend, right? Yeah, I got to hear about this mystery story. So why don't you guys dive into this turkey hunt? So okay. backstory on this: this is my first season turkey hunting. So Derek, who is uh, part time with Go Wild, has been coming into the warehouse and helping us ship out orders, among some other things. Uh, we've just been talking about getting going. So Derek's got a nice little piece of property outside of town. He's like, hey, you should come with me, and we'll go turkey hunting. Now, remember, my only other experience hunting mm-hmm. was with Zach, which was like the easiest hunting experience ever yeah, for he deer. Yeah, good for you. Um, so Dirk was kind of setting me up like, it's probably not going to be that successful. He's like, I've gotten Tom's called in for other people before. Uh, there's turkey on the property, but it's not always guaranteed. So we went out Monday, the day after Easter. And it was cold and rainy and windy and gross. And we went out, trudged out into the field, set up on a tree line overlooking this field, put out some decoys and sat. And as the sun was coming up, it just wasn't any gobbles, which I guess is somewhat unusual for... This time of year especially. You're usually hearing gobbles when sun's coming up, but it was less than ideal circumstances. (coughs) And it was dead quiet out there. We ended up seeing, I think, one hen that day, right? We saw one hen yeah. all the way across the field by itself kind of come up. I don't think we were able to call it over. I think it was just mm-hmm. kind of doing its own thing. Yeah. So we called it around 1 or 2 in the afternoon, I think, and we're like, okay, well, next time we should set up over there because that's where we saw at least one bird. And we might have some point of the day heard a faint gobble coming mm-hmm. from that direction. So we went back Saturday uh, this weekend and set up on the other side-ish of the field, maybe a little further down, and uh, got a lot more gobbles at the beginning of the day. And uh, Was that your first time hearing gobbles in the wild? You know, it's weird because I'm sure I've heard them before. I just didn't process what it was. We were hearing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, It was the most different bird noises I've ever heard. At one time, I was constantly like, what's that animal? Yeah. <laughs> Derek's like, woodpecker. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> oh, what's that noise? Um, it's kind of like going to grandma's house, and she has one of those bird clocks. And then, like, at, like, <laughs> noon, it just does, like, every bird sound in, like, North America. You're like, goodness, grandma. I like the sound of nature. Um I don't have that. I don't relate to that. <laughs> this is everyone, everyone's grandma doesn't have a bird clock. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what to get him for Christmas. Yikes. Um, but no, so I don't want to take the whole story. So let, let's kind of jump to active morning. Mm-hmm. 
We saw some hens. We saw two jakes come out. They didn't seem super aggressive because we think they saw our jake and just turned around and was like, no thanks, we're not getting involved in that. So we pulled the jake out. And then kind of the epicness happened, which was we started seeing some hens way off in the distance come up over the the hill. And I'll let Derek take it because I don't want to tell the whole story. <laughs> yeah, so we saw these hens come in and – I had a feeling that they had a tom with them based off of a gobbler that we'd been hearing all morning coming from that direction. Um, so I just started doing some soft yelp calls here and there. Um, we still never heard the bird, the, the gobbler or anything, but we could see these hens right up on this like ridge line in the field, probably, I don't know, about 100 yards out, we figured. Um, and where the sun was, because at this point it's probably 11, 11.30 in the morning, and it was hot at this point too, like in the eighties, I think. And I'm looking through the binoculars. Sun's kind of right behind them. So it's kind of hard to see. And then I think Dan saw it first. He goes, Oh, I see a Tom. And I'm like, no, you saw it first. And I said, and I said, Oh, all I see is hens. And we're looking, we both have our sets of binoculars. And we're looking Mm -hmm. at this, at this bird. And I'm looking at this hen and you were looking at the hen at the same time. And all of a sudden this hen just exploded. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and by exploded, it was like, I thought it took a hot dump. I thought it was steam coming off. I'm like, almost, we both go like, whoa, did you just we see both, that? The same moment. We're like, what was that? Like, what both looking through that? the binoculars. It was right around when I saw the tom. Yes. You you said it was a tom behind the hen. And yeah. all I could see was the hen. And Yeah, no, it just looked like this huge like steam cloud would be the best way to explain it. Just like off gas from this tom or the hen somewhere like i said it was hard to see with the sun behind it and they're still kind of like over this draw a little bit so we don't have like great look at them and no it was the weirdest thing it was uh i told a couple people about it and i said the best way i can explain it is like if you know those really fancy like painting drawings of like a turkey on a cool spring morning like the gobbler's cracking off and you can see the like the -hmm. the breath coming from it it looked like that but it was (laughs) <laughs> yeah a little bit like that yeah. a little bit like that but it was you know 11 o'clock in the morning and 80 degrees out like it's so and been... it wasn't directional like a mouth it was just a if, puff if it, yeah like out this like i was looking at the hen and all of a sudden the steam cloud twice the width of the hen just goes and then just kind of floats into the air and dissipates it was just an absolute monster fart <laughs> well that's what i was thinking i was like did it have like did it shake dust off of well it? that's like, they do no. dust themselves they do, right but they're in the middle of a very green pasture field but like, if it's in their feathers i guess like they dusted I, and then they're all carried it that long with it them. looked like steam it looked like it had because it, it like dissipated up. yeah it like hmm. floated up and dissipated it didn't seem like it and we had like the sun right behind it and it's like hitting it i'm not saying it wasn't dust There's could no it be talent. pollen on the plants around them mm. if they brushed it no it was grass pollen. it was pretty much just grass it could have been. I don't, huh. it, there's so many things. It, it was could have crazy. Been. It was dragon turkey. Wild, right? wild. But anyway, so Derek thought it was a tom. I was pretty sure it was a hen. There's three hens that we could see, and they're kind of going behind the ridge line and popping up, and we'll just see their head, and we're like, you know, with their 10x binoculars trying to identify them. And then all of a sudden, we we'll see another head pop up, and it's a fourth hen. And I'm like, oh, it was a hen. And we're like, mm, it was a hen. Whatever, whatever. So two hens come over the ridgeline and start to walk towards us, and we're like, oh, this is awesome because, you know, the hens will come. If they're coming this way, then eventually maybe the tom will come and whatever, whatever. So we're excited. 
And so two hens are over the ridge line, and then all of a sudden, like out of like a movie, you just see on the ridge line, you just see this like the top of the fan. The top of a fan, mm-hmm. full, totally fanned out. It's just getting a little bigger, and I see maybe six or seven feathers. And I'm like, oh, it's a tom. I'm like, oh, boy, get ready. All of a sudden, one of the hens looks to its right, turns, and books. And we're like, we're way too far to get spotted. Mm-hmm. We're like, what happened? I'm like, something just spooked that hen. So, so it looked it and looked ran at, the same direction? No, it looked to the right and then turned around and ran back. To, uh, it's to right, the which was line. our left at where we yeah. were at. With so we're on the yeah. binoculars, and we scan to the left. There's a coyote. Out in the field, ah, staring him jerk. down. No. Yeah, I got I got some of it on video. It, it was able to get one hen that was down past the ridge line separated and was kind of tracking it. And we were saying like, if uh. that coyote goes after that hen, we might try to shoot the coyote off because we don't want it to. The hen. Well, I was like, yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't like shooting coyotes. It's like I like coyotes. I understand they need to be managed. This one had a pretty sizable limp. Yeah, and I had saw the same coyote like a week before with another coyote, and I know it was that same coyote. And he attacked your decoys. Yeah, well, it, was, decoy the, it was the other one that attacked the decoys uh, that was not with it when we saw it on yeah. Saturday. Um, Trying to get your turkeys, bro. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Well, and I was talking <laughs> with Dan about it while we were out there. I was like, yeah, I feel like the coyote will maybe try to put a stock on a turkey like as we're actively watching that happen. I was like, but that coyote, yes, they do get them from time to time, but – I mean, we even saw it. Like, those other turkey ran off, and the coyote was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll move on. It'll take off into a tree if it really needs to get away. Yeah. And so, I don't know. But we're sitting there watching it, and I told Dan, I was like, well, if it if it actually gets that turkey, like, we'll probably try to intervene. But for the most part, let's just sit back and watch. And that's what we did. So, we, it was cool. It's cool. So, then we knew where the turkey went, and we're like, well... I talked to Eric into moving over to the other side of the field, hoping that we could get them if they come back out of the woods. And by then it was like noon, it was like 85 degrees, and we're, like, we're probably not going to see any action until 4 or 5. So I was thinking about it, got permission from the wife to stay out there all day. But ha- halfway through, I'm like, let's go get lunch. And then I'm like, man, once I eat, we went to Huddle House, <laughs> which is like a really gross Denny's or IHOP, like lower tier. Nah, man. And I'm like, man, once I eat this huddle house and I go back out into my chair and sit (laughs) in 85 degree heat, I'm like, I'm going to be asleep. I've been up since four in the morning. Um, So we just called it. I think we're going to go back out. I think we're going to come into work early on Friday and then go out after work for uh, an evening shoot. And maybe we can track down that Tom. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, boys. What'd you do this weekend? Spent a lot of time soccer games and at the creek, so it was uh, it was really nice here in Louisville. Of course, I mean we all know that, but it was fantastic weather as far as spring goes. And took the kids out to the creek, let them chase some crawfish, which was fun on Saturday. My wife went to a concert, so I had the kids hanging out, trying to wear them out so they'd go to bed, <laughs> like running puppies. And then uh, so Sunday, Liz was like you get your time to fish today you know you, you earned it yeah <laughs> so i went out that morning before a soccer game to a, a little smallmouth creek here in louisville by myself and caught a couple really good fish over a pound which you know small creek i i think a fish over a pound is is really nice uh they were a little porked up uh, i assume I'm making an educated guess that they're on beds because of how they were biting and where I was catching them, 
uh, and where I was seeing them. So I, I told, I texted you about this, and I think I told Braden I saw legitimately the biggest smallmouth I've seen in person in the water. Um, I mean, like a four or five inch tail, like it's a huge fish. And so I'm now going to go back for that one. Like that is, that is my goal. And I've told my wife like, Hey, just be prepared that I'm going to be hitting that spot as much as I can trying different things. Is your spot pretty remote or do you think that other don't, people no, don't try to, fish? don't well, try to ask. You I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I already I'm, tried. I'm just saying, <laughs> do you think, cause you sent me some pictures and I could tell you were right by an overpass and I'm like, man, those spots get fished so hard. Hey, that's, you, be, you be careful now. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what's duct tape your mouth. There, that's man. what was so crazy is that I've been to this spot before multiple times. Um, I don't know if you all have heard me tell the story of falling in the Creek at my waders. This is actually where that happened. It is a very trafficked spot. It is right next to an overpass. It's 200 yards from a canoe put in, take out. I think out. I know exactly where you were at. And so, oh boy. so I, I was shocked that I got those, those two fish that I did, the size that they are. Because, like you said, they're, they're really heavy pressured. There were mm-hmm. three other people fishing close by when I caught them. And, Dang. of course, I'm like – I'm jumping these big small mouth and the dudes are going to peek it around the oh, corner. Yeah. Stay over there. Don't, don't worry about what's going on over here. Um, they did not see the big one. I fished to that big one for a while. And I think he is a case where he or she, it's likely a she, has seen enough that it's not going to be an easy catch. But what um, – what I'm going to do is go back. I was fishing a, a spinning reel with braid and a leader, mm-hmm. and it's very clear right now because the water's low. We haven't had much rain lately. I'm going back straight fluorocarbon and just fishing sweet beaver till I get her. Is that what you were catching the other ones on? Yeah. The sweet beaver? What color? Uh, it's actually called Donkey Punch. Nice. Donkey Punch <laughs> is the color. Uncensored. <laughs> I want to be uh, the guy well, that I names mean, colors. Dude, <laughs> reaction innovations. I've had lengthy conversations with Alex about this because mm-hmm. he's like, "Wait a minute, this lure you're using is called a Sweet Beaver." Like, yep, yeah. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Sweet Beaver Donkey Punch. So, so there's like they, their names are crazy, but really what it comes down to is is this color is the closest match the hatch the closest to the crawfish in the creek right now and i knew that because i was in the creek the day before with my kids in another ah, part of the same creek and they were chasing and they were catching crawfish and i was like i know what i'm fishing tomorrow always and, fish on the mine with this guy yeah you <laughs> pretended like you were watching the kids but actually you took them on an <laughs> yeah. extensive scouting yeah trip. you guys are helping me help me figure out my plan um so it is the same color as mo wild too yeah so uh we've got you know we have these at our disposal. If you can't find some donkey punch sweet beavers, you got Mo Wild. Mo Wild. And so, like, that that was the key. That's what they were biting on. I got some, some nibbles on some other stuff. But I think it was, like, little pumpkin seeds or mm-hmm. sunfish or something biting. Uh, but I will be back for that big one. I would gladly take you guys to this spot. Sold. But I'm casting first. Deal. <laughs> well, we need to do, for people that don't know that aren't from Louisville, you were on Floyd's Fork. Okay. Which is... <laughs> Dude, you can't blow my I'm literally about to say it's the largest park in Louisville. It's cool because it's not owned by the city. It's a bunch of corporations bought parcels of land going almost from the river 
going down a whole strip of the the the, um, the county and the city, the metro area, and they're all kind of interlinked. And this fork, Floyd's Fork, goes through the whole thing. And you can float it. They've got multiple kayak and canoe put-ins, and they have a map. And they're like, oh, if you put in here and take out here, that's a two-hour float. Yeah, I think you can do up to like 12 hours. If you went from the very beginning to the very mm-hmm. end, it'd be 12 hours straight, no stopping. That's a long time. So we need to get our kayaks out there. we got enough trucks between us and just do uh, an all-day An all-day smallmouth adventure. Is the water like ice cold still right now? No, it feels no. great. It? it feels yeah. good, and it's still early enough that you won't have to portage a bunch. Because if you go down in the summer, it's like you're going to be dragging your boat across decent sections. Oh, well, yeah. what's, so you fish this area a decent amount. You do too. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting is to go out there now because the water's really clear, mm-hmm. and you can see – what's there so the stretch that we went to with the kids on saturday we actually went back yesterday afternoon oh i gotta tell that story so we went back yesterday afternoon with liz and the kids because they were they love just going to the creek and so i walked down the other direction um from where we were and there was half a mile i just i just walked down the creek just waited down there's a half a mile of just straight up flat rock bed. Mm. No no structure, no definition, no gravel, nothing. Just a dead zone, complete dead zone for fish. Um, and so I went, turned around, went back the other way, went under a bridge. There were some deeper holes that I've, I've already fished before. And I saw this snapping turtle the size of a garbage can lid Holy in like crap. Three feet of water. Oh, that's, that's nice. Huge. Yeah, I know how much I weighed in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Same here. And I mean, I, you know. Probably stepped on that turtle once thinking saying. it was a rock. Well, <laughs> and every time I go underneath those overpasses, I'm like, I'm going to find some dead body. Like, needles and dead bodies. <laughs> like, what's been thrown off this overpass? Yeah. So, you know, it's honestly you're talking about that creek and anybody that's listening that's in the area if you aren't fishing it it is an absolute gem they've been stocking Mm -hmm. the crap out of rainbow trout in that creek um which this time of year those i I didn't see any trout where i know i saw them before so they're moving to the deeper holes so they're getting easier to find um the smallmouth though and I'm assuming bigger fish like the one I saw are going to be porking up on those nine-inch stockers, and that's really what I care about because mm-hmm. smallmouth is. Were you throwing your trout lure? No, I wasn't. You would have been your little trout magnet. <laughs> no, I was talking that's about an ba- your, idea. What's your little. Oh, you, you mean here. that thing? Okay, wasn't that a trout? The like huge, massive. Oh, I have a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. like big rainbow trout. You weren't throwing. I've those. got a mag draft that's eight inches long. I should throw that through there. Yeah. Well, that's what you, know, you were just saying. They're, yeah. s- they're eating all the nine-inch the stockers. <laughs> yeah, match, <laughs> match the hatch. the stock. We're, we're hatching stocked trout. <laughs> <laughs> the stocked trout are hatching this time of year. That might be my go-to because I doubt there's many Bubba's going in there and throwing an eight-inch mag draft. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we need to go back and redact where we said these fish were yeah, for really. a little bit. Yeah. Cut those out. <laughs> it's actually a few counties over. <laughs> yeah. All right, yep. Braden, what'd you do this weekend? Uh, so Friday night, um, my wife's a, a photographer, and Phil is uh, – he's not pregnant. His wife is pregnant. I was about, almost said Phil is pregnant. <laughs> uh, 
uh, and so they did a, a photo shoot together, and that was at my grandpa's. So I fished the whole time, um, trying out that new reel you gave me, and I'm still trying to figure it out. I missed a couple fish because I'm a doorknob. I had the drag set wrong. Too loose. I went to set the hook, and it's like, yee! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I I don't know if everybody does this or if you're really supposed to, but when I'm storing reels for a period of time, I back it all the way out. Yeah. I definitely do it with my fly reels. That Sorry, seems smart. Told you. Oh, that's okay. Uh, and then I was using a little a topwater frog, and I'm just notorious for being awful at setting a hook on a topwater. But I did get a bite, which was cool. Um, but I didn't land anything. I just hung out and fished for a while while they did the photo shoot. And then Saturday morning, uh, Phil had a couple young guns that wanted to go turkey hunt the youth season in Indiana. Um, and so we took them out on some public and um, – me and Phil are like huge hunting public fans. So, uh, the way they do a lot of their hunting, especially in like hilly areas is they go up on like the top of ridges and they basically like walk them and call and like listen down into the finger ridges and stuff like that. And so we were doing that. It was really fun. Uh, probably sucked a little bit for the young guys. Cause it's like Philly goat, man. That's just, <laughs> that's, I call him that for a reason. Like it was a, it was a hike and he's like, I want to get past this part real quick. Okay. Was, all right just zips up this hill so we're all like <laughs> and get up to the top and um start calling and nothing for a while just listening just listening and uh phil did a an out like a hoot call and like i don't know 300 yards away we hear just bow like you know first one lets off we're like oh heck yeah so we sit here for a while while the sun's coming up about 30 minutes before the sun's up just start he's just he's hammering like i i'd really an inexperienced turkey hunter and so the sound was getting louder and um i was like he's coming closer and phil's like bro he's still on the roost like it's not even (laughs) he's not down yet but what he was just getting louder and louder as the sun was coming up more and then all of a sudden we start hearing like another one another one another one so we had four goblin within i mean probably 200 300 yards something like that but this one we end up getting within like 75 yards of he was roosted on a creek and so phil took one of the guys down um like to the bottom almost of this like ravine and it was kind of 50 50 like he's going to come off the roost this way or that way and we picked the creek side um he ended up he came off the the opposite uh side so it didn't work out uh so then we we kind of we got out of there and backed out and we didn't want to like go pressure it because uh me and phil will be hunting there (laughs) and uh so went back up on the ridge system and kind of walked around like a horseshoe type deal and um didn't hear anything and like basically just sat down with the two guys and they had brought some of their own calls and all of us were just sitting there like Phil was like saying like all right we're gonna do this sound and so we're just sitting in the woods like working on our calls together it was really fun uh obviously no turkey were in the area (laughs) when that happened someone else was probably out there like man there's a turkey right over there there's a pack of hens was Uh, there a bunch of other people out there we didn't see anyone we did not see a soul but or even in the parking lot there was one one place we were going to go, uh, the first place we were going to go, there was a truck there, and we were kind of like, they're, they're probably turkey hunting that. It's that spot. So we went down to the, the other area that we scouted. Um, and so that was Saturday morning, which is the day of thunder around. Thunder over Louisville around here is a big deal. Um, and so 
my wife had never been and so i was like all right cool this was fun i'm out and phil and the other two guys drove around and went to another spot and they actually got on at tom oh yeah um and they had him coming in and then he said somehow he got spooked but uh i didn't get to see i wasn't a part of that encounter but uh they got on two legitimate like chances at tom's which was really cool for them and one guy it was his first time ever doing it, so it was it was awesome. Um, and then met up with the wife and did thunder all day. That was it was a good time. That was my so. Weekend. For those of you that don't know, thunder is a big festival celebration a week before. It's two. a week before two, two weeks. weeks two weeks before Kentucky Derby, and it's a huge fireworks display at night. And then during the day, there's a pretty epic air show. Dude, oh, yeah. it's crazy. I looked at Sav. I was like. You gotta understand how cool this is. Like the only people that see these things are about to get killed, or they're in the military. <laughs> like, not many folks get to see an F-15 that close. Like, yeah. if you hear that anywhere else in the world, you're pooping your pants. Like, yeah. that stealth bomber came by. Yep. Holy crap! Yeah. You're you're dead way before you hear it. I mean, yeah. it's. And I don't know. Me and Dan were talking about this. I don't know if they started the air show a little later this year or what. But we were kind of worried about us hunting saturday because where our property is oh, yeah, it's kind of like right th- over their flight pattern oh, into yeah. downtown louisville yeah and i've been out there hunting before and like here comes a f-22 or whatever just ripping like 300 yards over the trees yeah and, and you're like oh i mean I, I had one year where i just sat in my chair in the field and just watched the air show and yeah I was like there, there's no birds anywhere <laughs> anymore um but we were looking and it said that this year the air show didn't start till like three o'clock in the That's afternoon right. yeah. so i don't know if if it started later this year or if I just was hunting later these other years, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it started around it 3 did, o'clock. Yeah, it didn't bother us. So I feel like good. it started earlier in the past. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I, I remember it starting, like, noon or even earlier sometimes. Yep. But Yeah, it was sick. Got to see some warthogs. Those are mm-hmm. some of my favorite. My it's basically a, a, a gun with wings. They're, they're nuts. <laughs> they're they're the ones known for the brrr, mm-hmm. like that. They call them the B R R R T. So, yeah, it was fun. It was a really good show. And then, like uh, true professionals, we left about two minutes into the fireworks show. Really, that's, that's the, the way best you got to do it. You got to get in your car, the out traffic. of the parking yeah. lot. The that's parking lot is where everybody gets caught. Well, every time I did it was when I lived downtown and I could just walk home. Oh. Yeah, so I, I don't know if I do it where I could drive. And by downtown, I mean the Highlands. And by walk, I mean hike for an hour. It's a good, but it's it's still, a good clip. That's, <laughs> a, that's a good situation for yeah. people that don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting in your car for three hours. Yep, my buddy had that exact experience. Mm-hmm. It took him three hours yeah. to get home. Been there a couple times. Like a 10-minute drive. Stuck in a car for hours trying to get out of downtown Louisville yep. after Thunder. Nope. Yep. Cool. And then the wrap-up here, maybe. We're You're coming with me Wednesday. Yep, I'll be out there hunting. Wednesday in the afternoon for sure. We'll and then on. are you getting Friday back Friday morning or Friday afternoon after we're we're Thursday. Uh-huh. Thursday or Friday. We'll Friday. figure it out. Yeah, I think we said Friday and do Thursday. So y'all are we'll doing f- Kentucky. We'll figure it out. Derek's coming with me to Indiana. What do you got? I'll get out this week at some point. Heck yeah. I've been putting it off long enough. Liz was even saying, you just need to go one morning before work. Yeah, you know I what? Do. You're right. Yeah, I do. You're dead right. <laughs> but I also got to go catch that fish, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll balance time. Jacob's got a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, Derek Tolls, Jacob Knight, Braden Ware, Dan Hood, Tagus, log the show and go wild. 
We'll be back next week yeah. to talk about. If some you crazy know stuff. what happened with that turkey yes. that exploded, yeah, <laughs> I think it was just fluff and dust. It could have been. Let us know. Tag us in the comments. <laughs> Sasquatch shot it for the distance from us. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it was. I think it was a big poop. <laughs> All right. See That's y'all a good later. Night to end it on. We out. Bye.